welcome to Everyday Magic, where we explore adding pops of magic to your everyday life. I'm Michelle Leffler, shamanic energy alchemist and owner of Living Moon Meditation, where I help people find balance in their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. It's my honor to help you incorporate magic into your mundane life. Let's get started. Love Everyday Magic Podcast? You can support it and me and help keep it ad-free by joining me as a patron on Gumroad. For as little as $7 per month, you can help keep me going. That's at gumroad.com slash livingmoonmeditation. If you're not already on my email list, be sure to sign up at livingmoonmeditation.com. All of these links are in the show notes for you. Let's get started with our quote of the week. A flower's fragrance declares to all the world that it is fertile, available, and desirable, its sex organs oozing with nectar. Its smell reminds us in vestigial ways of fertility, vigor, life force, all the optimism, expectancy, and passionate bloom of youth. We inhale its ardent aroma And no matter what our age is, we feel young and nubile in a world aflame with desire. Diane Ackerman The annual calendar cycle is often referred to as the wheel of the year. This is because it's a cycle that keeps repeating. It also has seasonal fluctuations with sacred dates clustered together throughout. Yes, there's the odd secular or nationalistic day thrown in here and there, but in terms of sacred days, they tend to cluster together within the given seasons. Every season has its own, and most spiritual groups have at least one sacred day within each season. We tend to think of winter in terms of holiday clustering, with the many religious and spiritual light-bringing festivals that help us endure the darkest days of the year. Yet winter is not alone. Spring is another season with a myriad of festivals. It's the time of fertility celebrations, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to discuss the similarities between several of the various spring fertility celebrations. Now please note that I am presenting these holy days in alphabetical order within the English language. Because many of them are held on differing dates each year, they may or may not occur in this order. We'll start with Easter. Easter is a Christian celebration of the death and resurrection of Christ. It is a movable holiday occurring on various dates each year, but the specific date is based on when the first full moon occurs after the spring equinox. This holiday commemorates the crucifixion of Jesus, his burial, three-day descent into hell, and his resurrection and defeat over death. All of these taken together provide salvation for followers of Christ. In many instances, people buy and wear new clothes in order to look their best for Easter services. In addition to religious services that occur at sunrise in cemeteries, the day is often marked with non-Christian aspects taken from Astara, 
such as rabbits and eggs, when the Catholic Church forced conversions and took the pagan day and whitewashed it with their own celebration. Holi is the Hindu festival celebrating the beginning of spring. Because the Hindu calendar is lunar, like the Jewish calendar, the day does not always fall on the equinox, which is a solar astrological marker. Because the Hindu and Jewish calendars are both lunar, Holi and Purim fall around the same time, often on the same day or within one day of each other. Holi is known as the Festival of Colors and is celebrated with vivid color pigments being thrown around. There are also bonfires and festive meals to mark the occasion. Holi is sometimes also referred to as the Festival of Love and is a time when people gather together and forget grievances they have with one another. Noruz is the Persian New Year celebrated on the spring equinox. This holiday is preceded by a major spring cleaning to ready the home for the celebration. Noruz is celebrated with bonfires and a festive meal shared with friends and family. The meal includes various fertility symbols, including eggs and spring greens. Many celebrants buy new clothes specifically for Noruz so that they will look their best for the celebration. Astara is the pagan celebration of the spring equinox and as a result always falls around March 21st. It is a celebration of the fertility goddess Astara. The day is celebrated with planting, nature walks, time outside, and various other rituals to welcome spring. Symbols of the day include fertility imagery such as the rabbit and the egg. A festive meal is generally celebrated with eggs and early spring greens. Like all Jewish holidays, Passover falls on the same lunar or Jewish date, the 15th of Nisan, but moves dates on our Gregorian or solar calendar. Passover is a seven-day festival commemorating the Hebrew slaves' exodus from Egypt. The holiday begins with a festive meal known as a Seder, which includes the retelling of the Exodus story. For seven days, the festival is celebrated by not eating leavened bread. This is done in commemoration of the Hebrews who had to flee at a moment's notice and did not have time for their bread to rise. At the Seder and for the following seven days, the only baked goods eaten are unleavened bread. The festive Seder meal, marking the beginning of Passover, includes fertility symbology eggs, and early spring greens. Purim is a Jewish holiday that occurs in late winter or early spring. It always falls on the same date on the Jewish calendar, the 14th of Adar. However, because the Jewish calendar is lunar, the date varies on our solar Gregorian calendar. Purim commemorates the story of Queen Esther and the victory over Haman and the salvation of the Jewish people. When Esther learns that the Persian king, her husband, had consented to the murder of her people, the Jews, she decided to confront him. She fasted for three days and then went before him without being called for, which was a risk to her life, but she did this to plead her case. The holiday is celebrated with raucous parties, drunkenness, costumes to hide behind, charity, and eating triangle-shaped cookies known as hamantaschen which have said to mean Haman's ears or Haman's pockets, 
And because the cookies are triangle shaped, they have been seen to represent the vagina or specifically the goddess Ishtar's vagina. Now, St. Patrick's Day is always celebrated on March 17th, and it is the feast day of the Catholic St. Patrick. While he was not Irish, St. Patrick was sent as a missionary to Ireland, where he became famous for driving all of the snakes out of the country. While many people see this as a myth, others see it as a reality. In actuality, Ireland never had snakes, so in a literal sense, St. Patrick did not drive them from the island as they were never there. Others, however, say that the snakes St. Patrick drove out were not literal snakes, but were pagans and witches, and that he was removing the old ways from Ireland in order to bring Catholicism in. Today, the day is celebrated not as a religious holiday, except among Catholics, but as a form of Irish nationalism. The day is celebrated with wearing green, drinking, festivity, and general merriment. Many pagans and witches mark the day with green in order to celebrate nature and as a way to show that St. Patrick did not succeed in removing them from Ireland. Here I have described seven spring holidays that revolve around or are related to the spring equinox. These are merely seven. There are many more, as most every culture has a celebration around this same time. I hope you are able to see that these celebrations are quite similar to one another, several of them having differing figures representing the same theme of salvation or even the same imagery of fertility symbology. I find it interesting, but not surprising, that most of these festivals involve raucous celebration and merrymaking and that they each celebrate the fertility of Gaia, whether overtly or through their general meaning. This is not an accident, really. We are coming out of the dark, cold days of winter that mark a type of spiritual inner death. The spring equinox is a time when not only the earth, but we are reborn and face the warmer days of spring and summer. No matter what your culture or faith, I hope that you celebrate a festival at this time of year and that your celebrations be enlivening. And now for the astro forecast. On March 25th, we have a last quarter moon at 1.37 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On March 27th, Mercury enters Aries at 3.44 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. March 28th, Neptune is sextile the true node at 9.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on April 1st, we have a new moon in Aries at 2.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week's book pick is a nonfiction book called Wabi Sabi, Japanese Wisdom for a Perfectly Imperfect Life by Beth Kempton. This is a small but mighty book. It is small in dimension, but don't let that fool you about the contents. This is a brief read, but it has tons of wisdom for living a simple, peaceful, and beautiful life. The book blurb says, 
Wabi-sabi is an ancient and deeply held philosophy closely tied to Japanese culture. Wabi-sabi sees the beauty in imperfection, appreciates simplicity, and accepts that change is inevitable. With roots in Zen, the timeless wisdom of Wabi-sabi is more relevant now than ever. This book has eight chapters ranging from the origins of Wabi-sabi to Wabi-sabi in our current culture to applying Wabi-sabi principles to our careers and relationships. It provides wisdom and guidance for how to live a simple, practical, and imperfect life by embracing those imperfections. If you find this brief overview intriguing, be sure to check out Wabi-sabi, Japanese Wisdom for a Perfectly Imperfect Life by Beth Kempton. Love Everyday Magic Podcast. I'd love to have you give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Want more magic with me? Join my free Facebook community, Bad Witch Society. It's the perfect place for anyone who's ever been told that their brand of magic or witchcraft isn't right. Your magic is valid. Let's celebrate it together. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash badwitch, all one word. I have the link in the show notes for you. And if you're into Jewish magic, give my other podcast a listen. You can find Jewish magic podcasts on the same platforms as this one. Do you have a witchy question you're itching to have an answer to? Send me an email and I may answer it in an upcoming episode. It might also become the topic of an upcoming episode. You can send questions to me at hello at livingmoonmeditation.com. I have the link in the show notes for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Magic. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you like this episode or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. If you've got any questions, send me a DM on Instagram at Living Moon Meditation. Remember, it's all about real magic for your real life. See you next time.